What's up, players? Welcome to One Game at a Time, the podcast where we pick one video game from our vast backlog, play through it, then meet to discuss it, review it, and deep dive into the story, one game at a time. If you haven't played it yet, don't fret. The first part of our conversation is always spoiler-free, and we'll give you a heads up before that changes. Today's show is about the 2014 game South Park, The Stick of Truth. Now let's get started. What's up, players? This is your host, Dan Lima, and I'm joined today by my wonderful co-host, Mr. Louis Minchaka. You know, I had forgot to plug my phone into my soundboard, so I was playing the sound effect, and uh, yeah, sucks. <laughs> I suck. I, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was not hearing the sound effect, but I assumed you were playing it, so I tried to time it right. Like, I, I played it in my head, and I tried to time it so that I would go in right at the end of the sound effect, even though it wasn't. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I can just fix it in post. But anyways, no, um, you know, I'm actually going to – I played the Ready, Press, Play theme song, our new one, because I, 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 since we have two theme songs to pick from, you know, I feel like the older theme song is a little too dark, so I wanted it to be – since it's a South Park, it should be a little bit more hype, so I went with that one. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, South Park, The Stick of Truth – Released in 2014, it's since been ported to a few new platforms, but it was originally on the PS3 and the Xbox 360 and PC. And Louis, I have to say, I want to talk about my experience with this game before first, because I remember that I had uh, played it when it became free on PlayStation Plus, I think. Okay. And I want to say that that was not uh, way too long after the game came out. Like, it was probably like a year after the game came out, because it was... This game was in that weird time frame where the new, the next gen of consoles had already come out, but it was a game that was developed for the previous gen of consoles at that point. So the PS4 was out, but it came out on the PS3. And and then I think like a year later, they might have released like a PS4 remaster. And I think it was around that time that they also put it on PS Plus or maybe a year after that or something. And... Uh, I should start by disclosing that I am not a South South Park fan, not because I don't like it, just because I haven't really watched it. Like I'm familiar with some of the characters I've seen it on social media and I've seen some of the bits and, um, like, I, I think I've seen at least one full episode before and bits and pieces here and there, but I've never really watched South Park. So then, like, and you didn't know about, like, Lemmy Winks or, like, the rat with the penis on top of it or whatever, like, those kind of stuff? Like, you didn't... Nothing. Like, all the uh... references over my head. But I want to say, like, I, I played it back then, and I, I started it, and I played it for the first hour or so, and I was like, eh, I don't think this is really for me, and then I put it down. And it wasn't until you made this or topic for Oget right now that I went back to play and actually fully play through the game. And I don't know if I would have ever really done that if it wasn't for this. Uh, so, Louis, well, I want to say thank me, you. Uh, let me ask you. Oh, thank you. Okay. I, was, I, was about to, yeah. I was right about to ask you. So, me having basically, essentially, like, quote unquote, forcing you to play through it, uh, do you feel like all the better for it? Yes. I actually feel compelled to go and watch South Park now. <laughs> watch more of it because yeah. I feel like I would like it and I I I'm I'm starting with like the positive I will have like I like I always do in this show it's like there will be a mix of like positives and negatives but with this game I have to say the more I've played it the more I liked it 
Like mm-hmm. when it mm-hmm. when when I first started it, I was like, ah, I don't know how I feel about this. Like it feels there's some of it that feels a little cringe. There there's a lot of like like more uh, technicalities toilet. that I toilet humor that I can. Nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of toilet humor. There was a lot of like humor that I don't know if it's really like aged well per se. Uh, I mean, the game is almost ten years old when you really think about it. Um, but o- older when it started th- development, by the way. But yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, but in this game wasn't this game in like some kind of like development hell for a while. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but long story short, the more I I just kept going through it, and the more I played it, like for every next hour, I just became more and more enamored with what like how far they were willing to push the bar uh, <laughs> in this game and how crazy they were willing to get. And I, I learned to kind of appreciate that over time and kind of embrace. It's almost like, you know what it is? It's kind of like Fast and Furious in this weird way, which is like at some point you just kind of start appreciating how how much they're self-aware uh, about the ridiculousness of it and how they're willing to keep pushing the ridiculousness uh, oh yeah, forward. that's, that's and, South Park yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah, so yeah, it, it it I wasn't I wasn't loving it at first. In fact, I was I was kind of negative on it for the first few hours, and oh. then and then over and then over time, I was just like, yes, yes, yes. Although <laughs> I do have plenty plenty of things to complain about. We're gonna get into that later into okay. more details. But give me your TLDR thoughts on this game so i've watched every season of south park up like right around the time of like maybe 2015 2016 so after the game came mm-hmm. out so like i had watched every episode i had and then i went back and watched it again like uh i don't know if it's like the summer of 2012 or 2013 but like i basically like the entire series on hulu at the time i think it's on like hbo max now or something else i i forgot what it's on but it's at that time it was on hulu the entire series and i binged it from episode one in one in like one summer just like in one go um <laughs> And, you know, having watched every episode at that time and then playing playing the, the game, it just it was all the more better for it. Like there was just so many like callbacks uh, to uh, the episodes, including like some animal spirits that happened towards the end of the game, like and some cool mm-hmm. soundtrack stuff. And it was just it was just basically top notch. And I got to I got to give it up to to Matt Stone and Trey Parker, who are the creators of South Park. They also were like basically essentially like creative leads on this game. Um and they wrote a lot of the scripts, you know, just be, and it shows. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of a bit of a fan of Trey Parker and Matt Stone's writing, not so much like the toilet humor, but just their writing mm-hmm. philosophy, because they gave like a like essentially like a GDC talk, but for writers. I don't know if you know this, mm-hmm. but um, they there's a lot of like you know inside Hollywood kind of like presentations about stuff and like the creative process and they get and in their stage presentation where they're talking to i'm I'm assuming presumably a bunch of writers um they were talking about how as a as a writer you never want to write a sequence of events that uses the word and then like like this happens Mm. and then this happens and then has not should never never factor in it's always um this happens and because this happens, this happens. It's always hence this happens. Never uh, like dissociating things that that um, that just sort of a sequence so, of events that are just at random or whatever. It's always things have to be a cause and causal, like cause and effect. And therefore, the the structure of their their comedy and the South Park, the show is all the better for it because things are like character focused and things that just sort of 
like roll, like the snowball just gets bigger and bigger because of how they structure their shows. And and this game sort of has it a little bit, but like uh, the show is a little bit more tighter, obviously. But this kind of has that little like um, sprinkling of it, in my opinion. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I can totally see that, and it makes sense because obviously this is an RPG, and therefore there's uh, you know a ton of side quests and other things that you can do other than just the linear story of the game. But within the linear story of the game, I think that you can make an argument that that is how it works. It's like this domino effect of things happening and then everything leads to something else. Um, nothing feels like a like a side or a, a spin-off chapter within that, that main storyline, right? Like even um, at some point in the game, and it's this is kind of early on, so I don't think it's huge spoilers, but uh, there's an alien sequence, right? And that almost feels like something that would have been this random happening. And then, uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but actually, it it's it's sort of the, a catalyst for other things that happen later in the game as well. Yeah. Um, so that was very very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and all the characters, including the aliens, by the way, they all like they are basically ripped from the show. Like, there's a whole episode where like mm -hmm. the probe is on in Cartman's ass and. Uh, which I guess spoilers, but I guess the spoilers for the show, not so much the game. Um, but you know, there's like so many things that every everything is all like every character you interact with is from the show, like crab people, gnomes, everything, like all of it. So I really do appreciate it. It's kind of like I don't know which is like truly better. Like I want to say I want to like do pound for pound, like because you can't really compete because they're two different generations, two different times. But like, what is like pound for pound the best? like animated show adapted into a video game like south park the stick of truth or the simpsons hit and run you know what i mean like they are mm. both like uh calling back and doing references and easter eggs to the sh to the show material very well and obviously mm -hmm. like ps2 graphics are kind of like a little lame now but like it's still you know the simpsons still sort of in my book kind of you know has equal footing and um I like both games equally in, in my in my book. Uh, just just thinking out loud, I guess. Yeah, um, you could argue that there was no way this game could look better. Perhaps just by the fact that it looks exactly like yeah. the show looks, at least yeah. to me, with the little that I've seen of it, uh, which obviously works to its advantage. It is it is a pure representation of the source material. Uh, but it's also really ugly at the same time <laughs> because the show is ugly, right? But it's just, I'm not criticizing it for it because that's just what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, the show's art style, But I do yeah. remember, for somebody that is not as used to watching the show, I feel like that is something that could have put off somebody first starting the game. It's like you got to get adjusted to kind of how, like, the walking animation looks oh, where your character's yeah. just kind of bouncing around and stuff like that. Yeah. As a matter um, of fact, the the show, like, the, the very, very first episode was, like, it took a really, really, really long time to make because it was... Um, uh, stop uh, stop motion like it was literally mm -hmm. a bunch of like cut, uh, card uh, construction paper and just like cut and pasted and just you know taking a picture and moving the frames around and mm -hmm. that's how they and so as they transitioned to you know traditional animation and computer generated animation they just kept the art style and just kept it consistent um, and mm -hmm. now um, in the la in the last maybe I don't know six or seven seasons or so like starting in like I don't know 2016 or so I forgot when, but they basically now do this thing where they they produce an episode in a week. So like from start to finish, from cons from writing to cons from concept to final animation and everything, like script, voiceover, all of it, all in wow. seven days. So what they do is they um, 
I guess this is going into the show, not so much the game, but they basically keep things current events. So like, mm-hmm. they're like, if they a show airs on a Wednesday, they start on Thursday and they finish just in time for air to air time, just so that way they can always like harp on the Be latest, topical. Yeah, yeah, the latest pop uh, uh, star or the latest news scandal on CNN. They're just they're already uh, doing commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you got to see a little bit of that in the game as well, because they not not as in in the in the very topical nature of it, because obviously a game takes a lot more than a week <laughs> yeah, to to make to yeah. make. But in the sense that they uh, they you know made fun of uh, you know, certain celebrities throughout the game as well, um, which which was kind of neat and funny. And the other thing that I thought was funny too is that they uh, they also made a lot of fun of uh, another game in Skyrim, <laughs> which I think is is referenced uh, in a lot of ways throughout the game multiple times. It actually it almost feels like it was one of the key pillars of the of kind of the um, this game, like one one of the key pillars of what they would kind of base the game off on and and make fun off was elder scrolls um in in the way that the the characters in the game play their um their live you know real life role playing um larping basically right Uh um and also in like a lot of the terms that they use throughout stuff that happens in the ending and etc so um i thought that was pretty funny as well considering this came out uh three years after like this was probably in development, you know, shortly after uh, Skyrim came out. Yeah, I love the characters' committal to their to the characters they're in. But like, instead of uh, uh, like finding something out on Twitter, they call them ravens and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So many yes. funny things and stuff. Yes. Uh, I love it. Um, now yeah. I want to call you out on something. What's up? What's up? Every time you talked about this game, mm-hmm. you mentioned the runtime of it, and I uh, I think you were uh, you were pretty off mm. on that one, right? <laughs> You know, I will say this. Playing the game definitely felt like playing a whole season of South Park. I'll give you that. But I will say that my personal recollection was in the six to eight hour range. Like, I played it a long time ago, and I remember beating the game in, like, a weekend kind of thing. Like, um, Mm -hmm. and I just remember, like, feeling that my time was valued. Like, Mm -hmm. that's my personal memory of it. It's like, I got in and got out and kind of, like, you know, it was perfect. It was like this RPG that had pretty, not some, I don't know, deep-ish mechanics. And it didn't, like, make me play deep 100 enough. hours. Yeah. It didn't make me play yeah. 100 hours. It didn't make me do Skyrim time. So Yeah. Yeah. And I, I definitely think that the, how long to beat has the has the time on this game. They, they have it as 11 and a half hours for main story and 20 and a half for completionist, which I actually think is a little off. Uh, because for both Lewis and I, we beat the game in a little under that, I think. Um, well, with I think doing I did it in 12 hours. Uh, yeah. yeah, but you did it in 12 hours with Al. Did you do all the side quests? Yes. So I ended up, like, I, I beat it without having finished all the side quests. But then after I beat it, I went back and I finished some of the ones that I had open. And I actually, I ended up finishing all the side quests that I had started but i don't think it's all of them because i think there might i was looking at a list and i think there might have been a one or two that i somehow missed but um, you never even like triggered the uh the, yes. the thing okay okay makes sense yeah I, th- I think it's possible i'm not certain actually um but yeah but i actually like i thought the play time was uh appropriate i didn't want um i didn't think the main story had to be any longer 
Um, I and I didn't think it had to be any shorter either. Um, I do think, in my opinion, that the game does take a little bit to get really going because the first, I'd say the first few, like the first like two hours or so of the game do feel like a tutorial Mm -hmm. or did feel like a tutorial to me. Yeah. Uh, But once it got going, then I was very much, I very much enjoyed the kind of the the, the flow state in in the game Mm. and the pacing of it and everything. Okay. All right. Let's Uh, get into some spoilers because I'm ready. Because, oh, wait, do we want to grade it or whatever I, i'm not no i i i'm not ready okay okay i was gonna say because normally we like before we go to spoilers we like all right i'll check it out or recommendation how about this recommendation yeah. or not obviously it's a recommendation for me yeah it's a recommendation for me as well i feel like if you're uh, a fan of the show you're probably gonna appreciate it the most uh but even without being a fan of the show as long as you're willing to put up with a certain level of cringe humor <laughs> Um, like the the toilet humor that Lewis was uh, mentioning earlier, then there's a lot of good stuff uh, in this as well. There's a lot. I feel like they do so many different types of of jokes that something is bound to <laughs> to land with you. You know, like even if you don't like what they're doing here, maybe something else or whatever. Um, so yes, I would say it's a recommend for me as well. Um, all right, so it's a recommend for the both of us. Uh, if you haven't played the game yet, now it's your this is your cue to get the fuck out. Uh, otherwise, we're gonna go into uh, full on spoilers right now. Uh, so, Louis, I always announce this, and then I kind of let you yeah. choose where you want to take it. So I want to go straight to my favorite my favorite part of the whole game. Like this is the part that I was like dying to know what your reaction was all right and this is like late this is like one of the last this is probably the last chapter of the game before you go into the end game okay Mm -hmm. because once you go once you start a certain chapter it's it like it's your your scripted scenario until the game is over but before that is the last one where you can go back into the open world and that's the canada chapter (laughs) i want to talk about your thoughts on canada dude that i thought that was so like it, it blew my mind, honestly, <laughs> to, like, get in there and have it completely, basically be another game. <laughs> it was it was an uh, NES, like, the, uh, Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. I don't know yeah, if you remember that. Like, yeah. that's how it, like, the I whole, do, like, I do. World. I thought of that, too. Yeah. Um, you go, I actually, I even thought about um, Zelda 1 in a way. But, yeah, like, Zelda 2 is a better comparison. Like, yeah, you go into this top-down view, different art style, land um, like going that, to the villages and stuff like that just like the way in zelda 2 like yeah i was what i gotta ask though like i was wondering is that a reference to the show as well like is that a thing in the show kind of sorta uh like canada in south park is a little backwards but not like nes fucking like art style but it's basically mm-hmm. like this kind of like upside down kind of like over dramatization of like how mm-hmm. different like everyone in canada has like these mouths that like separate from them right yeah the and they end. and they did that yeah they did that here too so, like all the characters look different exactly yeah. so they do that the whole thing they got terrence and phillips they're can they're canadian and stuff like that and they, their whole shtick is that they fart on, on in, within the show um they also have like um kyle's younger brother ike ike is uh mm-hmm. he's 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 a, he's adopted and he's canadian that's why he mm-hmm. has his mouth separate on like you know he's a little toddler kind of thing yeah um but yeah no it's it's just funny because like it was for me it worked I, like having known about the show and then also it regressing into like nes like art style 
<laughs> like the worst part is is like like the South Park, I'm not gonna lie, in the worst I don't know if this is like a like a terrible like American ass thing to say, but like South Park has influenced my my views of Canada so badly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's probably not a good thing. <laughs> it's like, uh, like there's so many different things that like I like I think of when I think of Canada, I think of South Park, and so like, um, there's like this shtick of like I'm not your buddy, pal. I'm not your pal, friend, and like all these other stuff, like this back and forth loop stuff, and like, um, the way they talk, like it's so different, uh, and that's how I think Canadians talk, even though that's not true. Uh, you are also in this chapter. I just remember that you're also given this choice at one point, and I was like, it was it. Was, this game does a lot of which I thought was really funny, by the way. Like a lot of times, they give you choices that are fake choices, yeah. <laughs> like where you get the same outcome no matter what you pick, or it goes back and you got to pick again. Um, but um, in this game, there's that part where yeah, basically uh, the prince of Canada or whatever needs you to kill a bishop and yeah. asks for the balls to prove and then you, you you're given the opportunity to like spare the bishop and bring back these um oh, i don't know like these these bull balls instead mm-hmm. um and and or you can actually kill them and i wanted to ask you because we always do this when we play you know we played a few choice based games and then uh did the, the the spoiler cast after it like what was your choice here i i spared him i mean obviously i think it's like the correct thing to do especially because you become fa- facebook friends with them and uh the whole purpose yeah. of the game is is an achievement to like, make as many yeah. facebook friends as possible <laughs> yeah, exactly so yeah um it really isn't like that bad a choice like it's so easy to you get the same outcome whether or not you spare him or not so just sort of just spare him okay <laughs> I, I i i spared him but i i got kind of curious about what uh there's part of me that wanted to kill him <laughs> and just uh, just say fuck it and, and see what happens. But uh, yeah, I had this. I guess I had this feeling that uh, that sparing him was the choice that would that would bring the the better outcome for the for the rest of the game later. Well, all the characters think um, that he's dead too. So like later on, when you talk to another character, he's like, "They you killed the bishop or whatever, or the bishop's been assassinated." So it's like it doesn't matter. Like it's the story is the story, and mm-hmm. so therefore it just sort of plays out the way it does. Um, I, I gotta say that in the very first, uh, like town, I don't know if it was, was it Vancouver or not? I can't remember, but like the very first town you go to, uh, and then the, the, the prime minister's there and the princess is there or whatever. And it's Ottawa, uh, uh, Ottawa, the first one. Oh yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, so the, um, you go through there and you take the little self-guided tour before I took the self-guided tour before going in there. And then mm-hmm. after that, there's a, there's like a gift shop on the right. And then you can exit out the gift shop, and literally straight out of Pokemon, the, the the guy at the gift shop stops you. He's like, hold it right there, and it makes like the Pokemon like, like the like you know you're about to go into an encounter. <laughs> did you did you get that part or did you see that? No, I don't think I got that. Oh um, my god. Can, okay, so you talk, can you keep going? So you talk to the prince and the princess for the first time. You do the cutscene, and then you exit uh-huh. out the gift shop instead of the main door, and then the guy stops you. And, you know, it sounds like Gary Oak kind of like, dun, 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 you know, mm-hmm. and stuff. And then he's like, hold it right there. You, can, uh, you, uh, you can't leave. 
unless you take your uh, your souvenir pictures of you and the prime minister and stuff like that. So I guess they took a picture of you from afar and then they just sort of sell it to you, but they give it away for free. So it's like here you can no, choose. No, I did that. Choose your five. I by did seven that, but or, I didn't. I yeah. didn't process it was a Pokemon reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like five by seven photos or like four by six, or whatever the dimensions or whatever. And I guess it doesn't make it doesn't matter which photos you choose. I, I chose the smaller dimensions. Um, they didn't really play any factor or anything like that, but it was just kind of cool. Like, there's a lot of different little fun little things about it. Um, you know, oh my god, I love this. The funniest thing I love about it is like the dire wolves and the dire bears. It's like they're like they're like wolves <laughs> but dire. You know, <laughs> <laughs> those those models too, like of the 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 sprites of the dire wolves and the dire bears, they just look so bad. <laughs> they look really bad. Um, but no, I I really like I f- I felt like the the game had this like kind of consistent uh sort of like style to it and it's obviously just consistent to the show and so I was I was in it like after after a little bit I was pretty much in it for the ride and I appreciated all the like I I even appreciated how bad it looks uh it looked how stupid some things were I I was annoyed and i i watched you play a few moments of it I, I, a few you, probably, instances you just when tuned out after i couldn't fart gaming. so <laughs> yeah streams. and i have to say because you were you were kind of stuck in some of the fart uh sequences and or at least one that i watched right you were stuck on for a while yeah and, um there was uh, four you learned four farts in the game and I, st- I was stuck on three of them but only like the very first one I wasn't stuck on mm-hmm. because it was really easy, but I was like not really truly understanding like the way the they're trying. You had to move the, like the left stick or whatever because I thought you had to yeah. constantly turn and constantly turn uh, change the frequency, but rather is you had to find one frequency and hold that spot and stuff like that. I didn't quite understood that. Yep. But anyways. Yeah, and I I have to say like the kind of the, the fart bits of the game were probably one of the things that I liked the least about it. I it's just one of those things where that's the that's the humor that appeals more to uh to the younger kids i think and but but aside from that it's like whenever they're teaching you the farts and you're messing up and you have to hear the same dialogue over and over again you know because i also messed up a few times um in some of them so um that was like one of the parts that i found a little bit annoying and something else that i wanted to say too is that i don't know how I feel about the UI of this game. It particularly, like, you know, when you go into your, your menus and it's all themed around Facebook. Interesting. Um, yeah, and I, I actually kind of thought it was very cumbersome to navigate and, like, not very convenient. And you do get used to it after a while. Like, I mean, you're playing the game, you know, and you're, and you're navigating these menus to update your inventory or go and look at the map or go and look at the quest or whatever uh but i i never felt like it was quite intuitive and i think part of it is them trying to make the joke like you know the the joke of it being facebook um when i feel like i would have rather had just a more straightforward um simpler menu to navigate and i i hated that every time i wanted to access anything that i had to go like basically go onto the menu um and you're on the home page and then cycle through until i got to the page i needed really i wish that i had yeah i wish that i had shortcuts that i could go straight to the map so yeah you there is a shortcut that you go straight you go press up on the d-pad and it goes straight takes you straight to the map on the d-pad all four of them have a specific page oh i see so i 
somehow completely User missed error. that. And, <laughs> no, and but the, there's like eight pages, but four of them are mapped to a D-pad, by the way. So like, and it's the main mm -hmm. ones, like the main ones that you need to use. Because the entire game, every time I wanted to do anything, open the menu, and then R2 cycle, the cycle, cycles. Yeah. yeah, R2 until, okay, looking at the map, all right, cool. Keep playing. Okay, I got to change my inventory. Like, go to the I main. Think you know what left, I mean? Left on the D-pad was inventory. Uh, I'm trying to remember which one right or right and down was. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I memorized I feel it. like every time we do one of those, I get exposed for missing. <laughs> I memorized it. Something yeah, like I, that. And I used, it, I used it in the game. I even use it on the Twitch stream. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's user error and uh, sucks to suck. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, you know, I actually, I have user error too, by the way, uh, which didn't even affect my gameplay or didn't affect my enjoyment of the game because after I had already rolled credits, no, I take that back. Just before I rolled credits, I actually interacted with one of the, uh, the systems. So like you get weapons in the game and you can actually customize your weapons with different effects that you can like, like stickers. Mm -hmm. And then these stickers can be like, add extra 20 hit points on like on hit or something like that or whatever the hell like just different stuff different stickers that you can apply to your weapons and i never i knew of that like i actually when i started like getting stickers and stuff like that and i was like and i realized what they were i realized that i could apply them but then also the game was already easy so i never felt the need to apply them but as i approached the final boss of the game i was like you know what before i put this final boss on i'm gonna just put all these stickers and then i just did and it made the final boss fight easier uh, but the game was always mm -hmm. easy to begin with. And then also, and I played the game in normal difficulty, by the way. I didn't play it on any hard or easy difficulty. I just did normal. Um, me too. And so for me, like, the sticker system wasn't really properly tutorialized, but also the perk system also wasn't pro uh, properly tutorialized because after I rolled mm -hmm. credits, I then activated the perks. And those perks would have made the game even more easier had I activated them. So... Yeah, it would have made me even more OP. So I think those are like, what I mean, those, the stickers and the perks would have been good if I was to play the game on the hardest difficulty, I'd imagine. So um, I also think that the game is very generous with items. Like, you don't even have to yeah. buy items like health potions or, or, you know, mana potions or anything. You just, you, your inventory gets filled up by just simply existing in the world and, you know, picking them up and, you know, off the, off the sidewalk. So. Yeah. yeah, I I found there was there are a few particular things that I found myself buying uh, from the hobo guy every once in a while. Like I I wanted to make sure that I always had plenty of potions for everything that I needed, including uh, especially like coffee, um, like speed potion mm -hmm. basically that lets you attack That's twice. I always found that that was like a go to for me. Yeah. Um, I uh, I noticed you used the when I was watching you play at least you seemed to concentrate a lot on the on the abilities power potion yeah um, yeah. yeah and and uh, that makes sense like to but to me like I've, I found that there were a lot of fights where I found just the basic attacks to be more effective than uh, the abilities I found um, uh, well since I really didn't really like change my weapons or up or whatever I didn't like you know customize it i found that uh regular ass attacks were weak and took too much uh, mm -hmm. longer so i always went straight since my character was rogue which we got to talk about our character class but my character was like an assassin or whatever or ninja or whatever the fuck uh mm -hmm. and so i would always use the shank or like stab him and just sneak up on behind him and attack him and it would do bleed and i found just like bleeding them out is like you know damage over time kind of like po uh, poison effect on pokemon kind of stuff i found that that to be a very uh good ability because it's always gonna like even on boss fights you know majority of or like a good 60 or 70 percent of the bosses were not immune to, to stab damage so yeah mm -hmm. my class was a mage 
that was my first play. I had some, yeah, yeah. I had some pretty good abilities. I had this one where I'd like shock uh, the opponents, and it would attack. Like it would hit more than than once. And and a little bit later on, like more like in the end game, I unlocked this fire ability that would. Um, I would light up like four fireworks and then shoot it and like explode everybody. Um, and it dealt like crazy amounts of damage. So, um, I also ended up using those a lot and I, but I was always upgrading my weapons. Like I was always going into like, um, whenever I got a better weapon than the one I had before or that I did the same for all my equipment. Actually, I was always updating everything and adding in the, the patches and I was buying them whenever I could too. And they were, I kind of had this thing where I was thinking because I usually had a lot of money while playing through the game. Yeah, same. Um, so I always, uh, whenever I met a new merchant or whatever, I would go and see if I could buy all the equipment, basically, that they had. Yeah, the flare um, and stuff. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, almost, almost as like a completionist kind of thing. Which there's a, there's um, a um, an achievement for buying every item or uh, yes. earning every item, but I didn't get that. But I did. Yeah, I didn't the, either. Uh, I did get no. the achievement for not selling a single item during my entire playthrough. Really? I didn't even know there was an achievement for that, but I wouldn't have gotten it because I did sell. <laughs> I, I sold all the bitch. junk. Yeah. I sold all the junk. I have like not a single level piece one of junk or on level, me not, not a single level two anything. Damn. What a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to, I want to know. Okay. So you did, so you did use the perks then. So like when you have so many Facebook friends, you get a perk that you can activate. You deactivate yes. it. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't know such yeah. thing. Um, uh, but yeah, like I think I might have done it on my first playthrough. Like I, I played it on the PS3 way back in the day, and I was a mage. Um, and yeah, it just now I, I just uh, I just think that that's fucked up. I just want to throw this out there. I think it's fucked up that one of the cl- the classes was a Jew. <laughs> that's so like damn. I was like I don't even know what that does. But also there's an achievement where if you play as a Jew, and then you uh, use the you unlock the Jesus side quest and beat the Jesus side quest, then that's an achievement. It's, oh, it's like it's a, yeah I, it's uh, like are we cool that's the name of the achievement i i beat the game i finished all the quests that i had open and then i went to look at the trophies to see like oh i wonder how close i am because I, I i now am beginning to do that for every game which is like am i close to getting a platinum on this and then i realized that this is the kind of game that requires multiple playthroughs yeah i honestly uh, thought you, you could get platinum, platinum on the so. first playthrough but you can't so yeah nope because there's 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 specific trophies that require specific Classes, uh, classes or specific choices yeah. that you can you know like if you go this way then you're unlocking this one but not the other one like uh there's an achievement for both like um siding with with cartman and then siding with kyle but you can't do both in one playthrough so you have to do you know mm-hmm. you have to beat both of them basically uh who did you side with by the way did you did you side with with cartman or did you side with kyle uh obviously you start with cartman mm-hmm. But once I had the opportunity to side with Kyle, then I sided with Kyle for the rest of the game. They even give you a second, like, like a, well, a second I, I one think... where like you can you can you know you can attack. They're they're like yeah. in a classroom, and you can you can strike one of them, and you can and it goes into a fight with either of them. So yeah, but I remained with Kyle, which ultimately I don't think really made a difference much of a difference yeah. because you all get together and you fight against uh, Clyde. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. so um. I uh, I wanted to bring up I, oh you know what I wanted to ask you who was your favorite like buddy to uh, to I'll, fight with I'll like, tell you did, this did you just use I I used I basically used everybody equally I think I used Kyle the least though even though Kyle was actually kind of like low key busted uh, mm-hmm. but I will say that I I avoided using Jimmy whenever possible um, mm-hmm. I think Jimmy for me was like the weakest one because his all of his uh, 
like since I'm very much into like he's more PP, of a support. Yeah, all his PP attacks were all like support, like buff, and yeah. like, and I'm like, that's not cool. Uh, his like little crossbow that he had in his hand, like it just for me, it did the le- it did damage was too little for a certain a lot of enemies. So mm-hmm. just Jimmy was not where it was at, but everyone else like Kenny's uh, Kenny's attacks was good. Uh, Butters was kind of like all right, but serviceable. Uh, I think for me, like Butters with his helping hand ability, like I doesn't, I don't have to use health potions. And yeah. uh, Stan, I think Stan was actually kind of strong too. So it's like for me, it was like a good blending of everyone. Um, I I don't for me, I don't. I was gonna say I'll tell you that I. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna finish by saying that I don't. I think I should have used Cartman more though. I was gonna say that's all. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I actually I barely changed it. I I actually had. Uh, butters for the majority of the game interesting hand so i had i was probably like butters was like 60 percent off uh off my playthrough and then stan was maybe 25 to 30 percent and then the rest of it was split evenly between everybody else but yeah i think carmen and kyle were the ones that i used the least probably even though they were the most and, powerful by the way both of them i just you know what it was it's like i just didn't really think just like you didn't think to uh to you know use the perks or whatever like i didn't really think to be changing them you know so i like once i got kind of comfortable like with i think you start with butters right that's mm-hmm. the first He's one the first that one. He, that is your yeah so i i just kind of got comfortable with butters like using his abilities like working with him and so i i just i just left him until like i had to change him for story reasons right yeah there's the point where and that and then it was stan and then i used stan for a while and then eventually i went back to butters and the other at some point i was like okay let me try out some of these other characters and then i tried them out and i used them for a little bit uh but then ultimately i was like there there are some story points as well where you do need to use the other characters Mm -hmm. um which that almost felt like an underutilized feature by the way um where like the the characters uh, command abilities to use in the, like, yeah. in the overworld yeah where like they um, kneel like i'm at your beck and call like my lord or whatever and yeah then, but like it's like basically the game telling you you have to use the buddy feature or the buddy command feature and so um of the six buddies kyle and cartman who are the last two you unlock at the end uh towards the end mm-hmm. anyways um they don't have a command feature but the others four do so like uh like butters can heal somebody and then like stan has a dog that pisses and then kyle can show uh her boobs i guess and or kenny sorry kenny can show her boobs and and what was the was uh, jimmy oh yeah jimmy had uh he's he had handicap access (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true that's true which i you know it's when you really think about it now that you said them out loud i think each one of those was only used in one place in the game two they were all like, they all averaged two uh, jimmy had it twice where he had to uh, unlock the ramp for you and he also did the part where you were in uh in big gate no not big gate uh mr slave's ass and then like or his stomach and then he had to unlock the, the the compartment for you to do the abortion so Jimmy was twice. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Kenny flashed his boob twice to like uh, help you progress, and so did Stan. He did the 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 uh, the piss on to like let you through twice. Um, Butters, yeah, but also twice, yeah, like in the end and during Clyde, and then also in the beginning during the elementary school thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like that was one of those things where I, I it's potentially a room for uh, improvement on the on the second game, which they've already done and we'll play it yeah some point. I, yeah neither of us um, have played the uh the fractured butthole so i would like to see what they do yeah. differently yeah with that so um let's see what else i you know what i want to 
give a shout out. Uh, so th there's the different chapters of the game. They're split oh. in these different days and stuff, right? Yeah. For day, day th uh, three days, it takes over three days. And then day four is basically like the epilogue slash going back and finishing your side quests or whatever. Yeah. Mm hmm. And there's a, there's a lot of cool stuff in the game, but I feel like. I honestly feel like I and I pulled up a list here, like on a, on a walkthrough, just to kind of remember what happens on each day. I feel like day three is where it's at. Yes, to me because Canada <laughs> uh, towards towards the beginning of day three, you get the part with the gnomes in this game, and I honestly that was when I was like, I feel like that's that's when this game like went up a point. Oh, <laughs> dude, we're talking about when the parents were having sex and you were watching it and the fight was happening when the background... Dude, oh. it, it was just insane. Well, first, because I wasn't anticipating any of it. So I was like, okay, this is fucking weird. Uh, and then I'm like, okay, I can... I, oh, I can turn small now. And it actually... I always love when games do this, right? It's the Metroidvania thing. Like, you can turn small now, so now there's all these little secrets in the open world that you were not, like able to access before than now you are yeah the same thing with the um, alien teleportability too by the way yes yeah. yes with all the abilities yeah. really um and but then you go in and you're going through like the the inwards of your house and and fighting these rats and and other things and then he uh he runs into the the parents having sex and that was just that was the moment that was the first time that i got like m like mouth like open my watching jaw the drop. game being like i can't <laughs> draw dropping there yeah. we go like i cannot believe <laughs> what i'm playing right now <laughs> like i cannot believe they're doing this oh and then they're in the uh, fight the balls come swinging and you gotta like do a quick time event to avoid <laughs> the balls <laughs> yes it is fucking ridiculous and from that point on i feel like they were just like everything was just like turned up a notch right like i don't even remember if i twitch that... streamed it but i think i might have <laughs> yeah yeah God. i think i did i was like oh well that's not safe for work i think my reaction was like i actually genuinely forgot that that happened uh since mm -hmm. it's been so long but yeah and that's yeah it's very uh very not safe <laughs> this game is very not safe for work in a lot of moments um and then you get to the part where you're having to recruit the girls which is like the most like annoying fetch quest ever where <laughs> sparkles it's like <laughs> you got to do this thing and then you got to do that thing and then you got to do that thing and then you got to do that thing but i felt like the humor here was so good and like it really hit for me like everything that they were making fun of was just great and it it leads to the unplanned parenthood part which was fucking insane as well and i it, i feel like I was like, was, I it, was it one of the Kardashians were like having an abortion? <laughs> was, yes. That was the craziest thing. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, uh, you know what? I got to give it up to Randy because like show, Randy showed up. So like during the alien sequence, and he also showed up to the abortion and stuff. And he's like pretending to be a woman. He's like, I'm just here for my abortion doctor. <laughs> just like committing to the, the act or whatever. And then the other, the other the soldiers were like this. I don't know if this person's a doctor. Go ahead and do the abortion to prove you're a doctor. <laughs> And the part where the doctor is like, oh, I think, aren't you a little too young to be doing this? But then he just grabs in the, the chair, like the, <laughs> the, the yeah. like the baby seat thing. Yeah. Oh my oh, God. Oh yeah, the baby chair, yeah, the high seat. Oh, the high, oh yeah, the high chair. It's like, I, <laughs> this game does that thing where it's like, it's like that kind of humor where it's like, I don't know if I should be laughing at this, but I'm laughing at this because it's just so fucking awful. I don't even, did you, uh, did you, did you like take off all your clothes for the pedo, the pedophile? 
uh, in the post office. I, I didn't have a choice. Yeah. I, I was trying not to, so I kept like I kept picking the choice. Which that's a. I never picked the choice. So... I never not picked the choice to like to keep the clothes on. So I don't know what happened if you did. If you did. Yeah, it, it's so good too because they they deliver the they deliver the jokes through almost like the mechanic of the choice as well because uh, he's like, oh, take off your shirt, right? And then I said, no, I'm not taking off my shirt. He's like, no, come on, like oh, you, the shirt just doesn't work for me. Take it off. And I'm like, no, I'm not taking off the shirt. And I just kept repeating that. And they let you say no four or five times before you no longer have the option to say no. And they just give you, it's like, you see the two choices, but they're both like, okay, I'll take off the shirt. <laughs> or t- Interesting. Uh, so it's basically like you are forced into doing that regardless of whether you don't want to. Um, which is kind of the thing in the beginning of the game as well when you're when they call you douchebag. Uh, where I think they also like give you some kind of choice. But regardless of what you choose, yeah, the they're name, just going to call you douchebag yeah, anyway. Yeah, I think you're... Yeah, you you choose an, I think it's like you could say uh, choose your name, but then like oh your name is douchebag. Yes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyways, okay. This... I got some questions for you. Okay. Did you collect yeah. every Chim Pokemon in the game? I don't think so. Oh, you bitch. I think I missed some. Yeah, I tried every time. I, I like every time I saw them, I got them. I uh, I kept you know every time I saw anything that I could destroy or whatever, I was doing it. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I didn't get all of them. Did you so. get the Chim Pokemon that you had to shrink down in the bench or whatever or go into the walls and find it? Because there was yes. Chim Pokemon that you did that. But basically, um, the final Chim Pokemon that you can find like is during the attack on Clyde in the, the treehouse. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, when you get that achievement, you get the pop-up, but also uh, the, the Chim Pokemon company uh, friends you on Facebook as well as soon as you mm-hmm. collect them all. And uh, yeah, that was I, that was one of the things that sucks. That's like one of my critiques for the game, is that collectibles are missable uh, through story mm-hmm. events. So you can't once you pass it, you can't go back and get them. So there's like six oh, or seven Shin Pokemon that's like story based, and you have one shot at it, and that's it. Uh, you can't mm-hmm. go back. Like for instance, like there's like two Shin Pokemon inside of the, the the elementary school, and you go into the elementary school twice, um, and then once. Um, like the first time you you go into the elementary school, there's a Chim Pokemon you can get it, but if you miss it on your second go around in the elementary school, you can still get them um, both. Like you know, um, mm-hmm. it sucks. And also, I didn't know this, but I had after my playthrough was over, I had 89 friends in uh, in South Park. I don't know what your friend count was. I don't know if you even bother looking, but. I had 89, and there was like 117 or so. I think I looked it up uh, on the on the wikis, where it's like there's like 117 friends, and a bunch of those friends are missable. And I'm like, fuck. Mm. So I just sucks. I don't remember my number. I actually think it might have been higher than that. Um, but I, uh, you know, the interesting thing is that I, I'm pretty sure you cannot unlock all the parks, or at least not in Correct. one playthrough, because. The amount of friends that you needed to unlock the next part kept going up every yes. time you did it. Yes. It's like, you need, you need five friends, now you need eight, now you need ten, now you need fifteen, or whatever. Yeah. And so it got to a point where mathematically, it's just like, you would you would have needed hundreds of friends to uh, to actually reasonably unlock all of them. So, are, is there some kind of, like, new game plus where you can keep your perks, but then I have no more? idea. Um, honestly, I have no mm-hmm. idea, but I, I do know that, like, as... When I was at 89 friends, it was like, you need 11 more friends to unlock a perk. And I'm like, like, after I unlocked the, like, uh, I unlocked all the, per- the perks in the, at the end of the game, 
um, I mm-hmm. still had like a good more than 50% perks to go. And, mm-hmm. um, and it need, I needed to get to 100 just to unlock one more. And then like, there was only like 17 more out of the, after that, like, there's no way, um, the same thing about the, uh, the, uh, upgrade path, like there's a skill tree where you get level up and then you get one more upgrade available. And I maxed out three of my, my upgrades, but the other, I think there was five in total and I maxed out three. And on the fourth one, I was like two or three levels down. And so I had one that was completely blank and the other one that was half full. So I was like, damn. Uh, and I think at, by the end of the game, you're max leveled, so you can't really like level up anymore, and that's it. You just sort of either you know max out your, your lanes, and that's it, or just sort of like get a little bit of everything, and just never get to like the final level of everything. So that sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I I like games where you're able to check all the boxes by the end of one playthrough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you uh you beat the game you do all the side quests maybe you do some extra grinding and then you're able to uh level everything up to the max yeah that sucks Um, it's like a cock tease because you can't he's like you won't it won't let you and then uh uh, i don't know like uh, it's like granted this was a 360 mps3 game granted this came out like 2014 so it's like i don't remember like if design philosophy if that was a a no-no to do this thing where um things are missable in story (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, I think we sort of shy away from that. I mean, even Ori didn't uh, in this Ori sequel. They they fixed that, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't know how. What are you? What are you? What are your thoughts on on missable stuff? Oh, I hate it. Absolutely <laughs> hate it. It makes me think of um, like The Last of Us uh, parts one and two, where they would have these sequences where you get through a door, right, and then you couldn't go back anymore. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know how much that was relevant for trophies necessarily because I wasn't much of a trophy hunter then i still only am starting to get into trophies uh but still just like uh being like in a situation where you got two paths and then you're trying to figure out like which one is gonna lock me you know forward and which one is like gonna be like extra stuff for me to collect um and then i i you always like players like us we always want to pick the one (laughs) that does not move us forward first um, but then you guess and wrong. Then making, yeah, when you when you guess wrong and it's like you move forward and therefore you did not get to see what was inside that other door. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of like, that happening uh, to me here um, in South Park. Like like for instance, uh, mm-hmm. there were like the the both in the 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 abortion clinic and also and during the walls of the uh, the walls of the of your house when you find the gnomes for the first time. There were mm-hmm. like like these multi, there were like these diverging paths and stuff like that, and I'm like, okay, I know that that's there. I probably got to interact with that, but let me just check it over here. And then, oh damn, like I already went past the point of no return. So yep. it sucked in uh, like in multiple things where you see something in the background, but you can't quite get there. So you just kind of make a mental note, but then you can't. <laughs> that's because you're 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 sort of screwed. That sucks. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, I pulled up the side quest list here, um, from IGN and I, I have a link for it in the doc, uh, under the topics part, if you want to do the same. Okay. Um, and this game has, uh, I think it's 20, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Yeah. 20 side quests. Um, but I, you know, I was noticing upon reading the, uh, seeing the list that a lot of the side quests are actually very simple and straightforward and pretty much just involve killing a certain amount of enemies or finding a certain amount of stuff in the open world. Uh, but I think there's one side quest that might stand out a little bit more at, you know, just being a little bit more interesting or creative or, or they're having a little bit more to it, uh, which is the Al Gore. The man bear pig. Yeah. Uh, 
Yes. Uh, I want to know your thoughts on that, knowing that I, given that I, I, I saw, and, and that was actually a situation where I ended up getting spoiled because I was watching you play the game mm-hmm. and you were way behind me at that point, like for a few hours, I think of like the main story. So I wasn't worried about spoilers, uh, you know, spoilers, but you actually did the, like finished the man bear pig quest before I did. I actually only finished that quest more towards the end of the game. Ah. Um, which is always interesting when that happens. So I got to I, see what the <laughs> I gener I when I have a side quest, I actually go out of my way to to do the side quest first before proceeding uh, in main story campaigns. So like mm-hmm. when I it's only when I have no side quests that I then I go to the the, the stick of truth campaign stuff. You know, I didn't do that with this. I do that with some other games. Usually when I'm playing a game on my own time, but with this game, because I wanted to make sure I was going to be done for today, right? I was worried about, like, I wanted to focus on, I did some side quests, but I wanted to mostly focus on getting the game done. And then when, it wasn't when I got the game done, but when I realized that I was, like, about to go on the final sequence mm-hmm. right like the final chapter let's call it then i was like okay i can take an hour to go and clean up some of these side quests and then i finish some of them so a lot of them are so quick by the way like there there are side quests in here that i did in like five minutes <laughs> you know <laughs> there's actually um, I'm, I'm seeing a couple of side quests that i didn't even know were in the game so like the nazi zombie bounty i had no idea that that was there exactly that's one of the ones that i missed as well that i only noticed after seeing this the, the table here yeah but also um, like yeah just so I uh, like some uh, some of the, these the side quests. Most majority of them end in friend requests, but like the best side quests were like the Jesus one, the 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 Mongolian oh, beef yes. one, where, <laughs> where they ended in a in a, a summon, uh, and you get four summons for the entire game. And what I don't like about this game is that the game says you get one summon per character per day, and then I used all my summons in day two, but when day three happened, my summons didn't re- didn't uh, repopulate, and I was like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, I was. I was a little confused by the summons as well. So, like, well, first is that I I don't know if the game actually does a good job at teaching you uh, to use the summons because I did do it and find out how to do it, but I feel like I found out how to do it way too late. <laughs> like, um, well, it's just basically like I was a, it's just basically a way to skip a fight, basically. So yes, yeah, I I figured out that I could do that like after I had already unlocked a few and I was on the second half of the game. Uh, and I did use like, and then I used it without realizing that it was just going to be gone for, I guess like forever. I don't know <laughs> if the game ever, ever tutorialized, like teaching you like what the summons meant and how they worked. Uh, so I was like, oh yeah, cool. I can summon Jesus on this fight. And then I did it not realizing that number one, it was going to be as strong as it was. And number two, that I would not be able to use that again. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think the game likes own logic. I mean, like, yeah. like uh, in theory, you're supposed to like use Jesus like all three, three times in the game. If you manage to unlock the Jesus and finish that side quest on day one, which a majority of my 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 side quests I finished on day two, so that was on me. Uh, but mm-hmm. if you were to unlock all the summons in day one and use them on day one, you should have got them reset on day two and then again on day three. And the game didn't do that as so i was like kind of a little like pissed because like i was just using my summons as I, as I got them because i kind of found i found some of the fights a little tedious so i was like oh let me just skip this fight and just you know i knew yeah. that it was a a just an automatic win because i have my first playthrough but then uh day three i wake up and they're not there and i'm like what the fuck so mm-hmm. um i gotta say though like i actually forgot the animations of of the summons and even I don't know if I played it on the Twitch stream or not, but like 
I actually was genuinely shocked by uh, Big Gay, uh, not Big Gay, uh, Mr. Slave's summon. It was just like, oh my God. <laughs> the, the animation was just like insane. I don't know. Do you, uh, do you remember it? Uh, I feel like I didn't use that one. Mr. Slave? Oh my God. Okay. I feel like I didn't get to use that. Mr. Why Sl- does he do? Mr. Slave <laughs> I'm worried shows, about it. He comes out and he literally like just swallows the uh, you, the person that you're pointing at up his ass like just completely <laughs> like goes in there and just jumps up in the air and lands his ass on their head and just slowly sinks in and they're up his ass and then everyone else can't... everyone else just gets all like in shock and like scared and just runs away and then that's the end of the fight <laughs> i can't say i'm surprised considering there's a whole chapter in the game that is set within mr slave's ass uh <laughs> which by the way there's a secret ending of the game in that part i don't know if you know about this if you go out the door and then um, it nukes yes yeah. yes i uh i texted you about it uh, like without giving you the details yeah i, I knew what it was, was because like, I, I got that i got that ending too <laughs> yeah, yeah. the moment you hit that it's like I was like, okay, uh, I don't know if I want to do this right now. I wonder if I can like go explore around, and then I try to get out there. And then come back, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, uh, yep, nuke, credits roll, and it's like the same credits you see at the end of the game, by the way. Yeah, and the same credits that you see at the end of every episode of South Park, that same... I got yeah. I got freaked out for a second. I was like, "Oh wait, am I?" Because I was like, "Did I? Do I have a save <laughs> to go back to?" Like, what? Like, because I, you know how some games do this, where you're like, I thought the game was just gonna be done. Like that's it. Like the game is done. I got a bad ending, and now I need to find like my most recent save <laughs> before that to go back to it, right? And 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 maybe have to replay part of the game so that I could get the real ending. But instead, they do the credits, and then at the end, they give you the opportunity to go back. It's like, it's just the game over screen. Um, So, um, let's see. I want to mention a few more things. Um, So, I thought it was so fun to kind of explore the different environments in the game and pay attention to the items that you'd get. Uh, I I always just collect everything, by the way. I just press square on the PlayStation controller to just get everything. I played this on the PS5. Mm -hmm. Um, Same. And... In the in the very beginning of the game, I actually wasn't even paying attention to what I was getting. I was just like, get out, get all, get all. And then I realized, like, at one point, like, that I was grabbing a, uh, like, a dildo or something. <laughs> and I was like, wait a second. And then I started paying more attention, and I realized that this game actually does chef's kiss environmental storytelling in the level of The Last of Us. <laughs> where the items that you find are very like appropriate to the place where you're at or like the whatever they tell you a story they tell you something about like the people that are there um and i just thought that was really funny to just kind of like actually pay attention to the items um that you are grabbing in the different locations um i don't know what 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 other do you have any other thoughts no, I just I just think that this this game was is really good and uh you know, the one thing I do know about the sequel is that you can you get to play as a girl like and then Cartman says, "We're sorry for assuming your gender the first time" or something like that. So I just think that that's kind of <laughs> funny. Um and yeah, it's something that I didn't even notice myself personally, but you know, that is the thing. The 
I gotta say the the final final betrayal was a little shocking to me, but also one of my favorite things about the final fight was uh, was Princess Kenny, you know, like you know taking the stick of truth, you know, for herself, and then and he just won't die, <laughs> yeah. which I know is a reference to the show because thankfully Leah watched the show mm-hmm. uh, a decent amount. And so when I was uh, when I was playing it, she wasn't there for the whole playthrough of it, but she was there for some parts, and she would like give me a little bit of that context in parts that I, and in the in the ending of it, I was like, why will this character just not die? I got so annoyed because it's one thing like you're already almost kind of used to it. It's like you beat the boss, and then there's the boss before after the boss. Yeah, right? like the boss comes back once. It's pretty trivial stuff with with games. Yeah, like um, they did it with, like, but then when yeah, I, where he takes the put the zombie potion for himself, and yeah. yeah, yeah. So when they did that, and then I beat him again, I was like, okay, this is gonna be it, right? But then he comes back, and then he comes back again, and again, and again, and I was like, oh my god! And then Leah told me that it's just they're making fun of the like as a reference to the show oh because Kenny dies oh my god, over they and over Kenny. and over again. Yeah, you bastards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it was also ridiculous how like they established uh, there was a lot of like good parody in this game not not only to general like pop culture stuff but also to video game culture specifically which I bet is something that they did because this is a game like maybe they wouldn't have done it as oh much on the god, show. Oh my god, during the final oh. fight when you go into the shop he's like this is the shop before you final boss or whatever like you know like, like you can stock up on all these <laughs> yes. stuff before the final fight or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Or just the whole Nazi zombie spot where like they're when <laughs> when they first reveal the Nazi zombies they're like they see something along the lines of like man that's so played out. <laughs> like, <but it's, laughs> And it is. And, but then they proceed to make, like, everything a Nazi zombie. Like, you got cows or you got Nazi rats zombie cows. And, yeah, <laughs> everything. Know, rats or Nazi zombie rats. Um, and then you end up fighting Nazi zombie Kenny, which makes complete sense. Even the, the fucking fetuses in the abortion no, clinic Nazi, zombie. Nazi zombies. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Oh, and then, oh, when, uh, when I forgot what was the animation, but like when one of the characters became a Nazi zombie, and then all of a sudden the armband just a, a showed up in their arm, like immediately, like just uh-huh. poof, like <laughs> like blinked into existence. I was like, that was so hilarious. I was like, just chef's kiss right there. Um, I gotta say though, uh, like even they did the thing. I was like, oh my god, you killed Kenny. You oh wait, oh no, wait, just he's coming. He's back. <laughs> you know, uh, that was mm-hmm. that was funny. Uh, but also, yeah, in the in the show, even within certain episodes, yeah, just Kenny just wakes back up, and uh, and that's literally what happens a lot of times. So just like in the in the show, it happened here in the game, and then they just sort of took it to the next level, and then uh, they were like, oh my god, just keep killing him. Maybe he'll just get tired or whatever. And then uh, I I will say my favorite thing I loved about uh, about the uh, the the way they played it out for all the all the assist characters to to do it. Where during the final fight, you know, you start off with Stan as your buddy, and then um, freaking uh, Kenny does his uh, has his attack, and then um, he uses his sword to like decapitate a horse, right? And then mm-hmm. in the second one, like as like Stan's tired, so he's gonna just go and chill, and then out comes uh, uh, Jimmy, and then. Uh, you know, Kenny uses his rats and then Jimmy uses his flute to like, you know, control the rats, like, you mm-hmm. know, the Pied Piper kind of shit. And then again, uh, where, where uh, Kenny like summons death and then like prof- Butters becomes Professor Chaos and he's like, don't you know that, that uh, uh, death serves chaos or whatever and stuff like that. It just kind of like, I love that they all, the assist characters were cycling through is what I was going to say. And how yeah, they, me too. How they played it off and the fact that Kenny was using attacks, minus the death part, but he was actually using attacks that 
um, you can actually use as an assist uh, during the power potion stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I love that too. I love that they did that at the ending, and I, I think it helped like drive it home just really how good the game was. And it's interesting because there's so many RPGs, especially where you, you know you do have your tutorial sequence in the beginning, but then a lot of times, a lot of times games want to give you the best stuff early on so that you stick around and then the more you play it sometimes things kind of like drag on or they wear they wear out their welcome over time and and new certain features or mechanics of the game kind of wear out their welcome versus with this game and i feel like that's kind of what drives home that point of the the length that we talked about in the beginning as well it's almost like the opposite where i ended the game like my to me like the 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 point where i felt the highest while playing the game was probably it was towards the end of it you know like the the act three of this game is just exceptional considering everything that they're trying to do with it and everything that uh and how they're able to just deliver um everything that they're trying to do and it's funny because when we started having this conversation i was actually expecting to come here and bring in a mix of like positives and negatives and like things i like things i didn't like but I feel like I just, I just ended the game in such a high note that I just, I just, I'm struggling to really talk about anything <laughs> other than the positives or the things that I enjoyed about it. Yeah, like I mean, it's like, um, like, like again, my ne- my negatives are very minor. It's like, oh, like unskip or missable stuff. You know, no, that's no cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the game crash on me once, by the way, in my entire playthrough. Uh, and that didn't happen on my mm-hmm. PS3, by the way, but it happened on my, on my PS5. You know, the PS4 version, whatever. But you did mention something that I agree with, which is that the certain fights do get a little uh, repetitive or tedious. Um, there are certain moments where it's like, oh yeah, fight you know the rat and then fight the rats again and <laughs> yeah. fight the rats again or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, which happens with any game of this type. I feel like I feel like it was less repetitive than other RPGs. Um, but it still had its moments where it's like, oh, okay, there we go again. You know what? There's a uh, one of the moments where I was exploring the the lost woods or whatever. Like, um, I can't remember what they were called, but they were basically like making fun of like the Ocarina of Time lost yeah. woods, right? Yeah. Um, and like I kept running into these dogs, and I was like, oh my god, like I'm so tired of fighting these dogs. I just want to get out of here. Um, so there is a little bit of that. I did have my criticisms of the UI that were partially user error, but I still will not uh, remove the criticism <laughs> because okay. that's just how that's just how those things work. Um, and I don't know. Like, do you want to? I have a. I guess just one point. I have one last thing I wanted to say is like I I wanted to give a shout out to like the 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 stuff that they did with the show and integrating it like. Uh, with the Mongolian beef, and they got Mr. Kim who hates the Mongolians. He's like, "Goddamn Mongolians!" And then, and then you have to fight the Mongolians as far as as far as part of a side quest to unlock him as a summon. Um, I, I think that was the first side quest I did. By the way, interesting. That was one of the last ones I did, but interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I did it like in day two, or yeah, I want to say at the end of day two. Um, but yeah, you could do it in day one. Um, I like that. I like that side quest. And I also like the uh, the Mister Slave when you go up his ass, and then you find these spirit animals like this, like the sparrow, and then the <laughs> the frog and stuff like that, and the mm-hmm. fish. And the reason why I liked him is because that was a really good episode of South Park. Because uh, I don't if you friended Lemmy Winks earlier on in the uh, in the in the in the game, like Lemmy Winks actually does get stuck up Mister Slave's ass, and the whole episode was in that song you know like that song that narrated and in the journey like that kind of stuff like like oh, mr uh mm-hmm. lemmy winks 
runs it, uh, uh, comes across all those spirit animals that guided uh, uh, Lemmy Wings to safety out of yeah and so there you are basically like essentially living that episode again like but instead of it being lemmy weeks it's you so it's kind of like that was kind of for me like one of my favorite episodes of the show and like just the fact that they implemented it into the story and like did the whole song narration thing and everything it was just like that was for me was kind of a1 so all right awesome awesome stuff i was gonna ask you uh if you had any thoughts about the music or you know uh, audio of the game in general since that's not something that we really touched on uh i will just mention that there is this overworld theme to the game um that has the voices of the of the characters and the, i know that is yeah, yeah it, it, like kind of singing along with it um which and, i don't even know what they're saying by the way me neither <laughs> <laughs> but i i had that get stuck in my head a few times after uh you know playing the game but i i think it works really well yeah yeah that one yeah I, I don't I don't think the audio of the game is particularly um it doesn't stand out necessarily that strongly, but I think it's solid. Yeah. I think it's solid and it does what it needs to do. Well that song that um, main one that main overworld is kind of like an earworm, I will say. Um I also uh, kinda like low key liked uh, Jimmy's little like rhyming thing that he did with the with the guitar and stuff. So it's kinda <laughs> like and And he'd get stuck yeah, like stuttering, yeah, stuttering and then he had to like, like press the button to skip it. <laughs> yeah. There was one particular part towards the end of the game where you can't skip it, by the way. Yeah, um, I had that one where um, it's like, okay, I'm pressing circle. It's not skipping. And he's just like stuttering the whole time. And I'm like, yeah, I thought that was really it weird. It takes forever. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a glitch or something. Maybe like, maybe we both yeah. happened at the same time. So maybe it wasn't, it was on, on intentional, but damn, I thought it was a glitch. I, I There is a few things in this game that look like a glitch that I think are not a glitch. Like, just like the movement of the rats, like when, not in the fight, but when the rats are just moving around, like, in the world. I don't know if you noticed this, but they have this, like, little animation bug. Yeah. Oh, um, they went left and right, left and right, right? Like, really fast? Yeah, yeah The yeah, wolves yeah. did that, too. The, di- the dire wolves did that for me a lot. Yep. Um, yeah, that, that one is, that was definitely a glitch. Uh, for me, that's like dash dancing in Smash Brothers when you go left, right, really fast. That's how you look like. <laughs> it, it's just such an obvious glitch and one that um, I can tell you would not be that hard to fix. That makes me think that it was intentional. <laughs> uh, or not that it's intentional. Like maybe the glitch happened by accident, but I, I could see them going like, nah, leave it there. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not a bug, it's it a there. feature. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I did not really do game facts this episode so i i do just want to do it as a uh, as a formality uh this game was released in march 4th 2014 so as we said um soon to be nine years um and over 10 years since it entered development uh it is an rpg it was released originally on the pc ps3 and xbox 360 but in 2018 it was ported to the ps4 xbox one and the switch it was developed on a proprietary engine by Obsidian, which they call the Onyx engine. I assume other Obsidian games are also developed with this engine. Uh, we already mentioned the how long to beat earlier on. Louis and I both beat it in around 12 hours, uh, doing the majority of the side quests. It was published by Ubisoft and developed by Obsidian Entertainment, who are the same developers of uh, Fallout New Vegas in 2010, Pillars of Eternity in 2015, The Outer Worlds in 2019, Grounded, uh, which had the 1.1 1.0 release this year in 2022. Pentiment also came out this year. It's like a little uh, smaller game that they made and they're currently developing Avowed, uh, you know, an upcoming um, sort of 
let's get into that uh, vaporware kind of state. Mm. But upcoming game for the Xbox and PC. And their first game was the sequel uh, to the very famous and beloved Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, the second game, subtitled The Sith Lords, uh, was released in 2004, published by LucasArts, and that was Obsidian's first game. Um, they definitely have an interesting track record. Like, it seems like they, they do have this niche of RPGs, but they work on such different <laughs> <laughs> RPGs. You know, KOTOR, Fallout, this game, you know, South Park, The Outer Worlds, and, you know, now Avowed. It's, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, so... And then the... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, just separate side note, um, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, since they were hands-on with the game, they actually never in like the, you know, however, maybe 15 plus years of South Park existing, they never actually had a mental map of the geography of South Park. Oh. So. I think I remember hearing that. They actually, like, I I think I saw like a behind the scenes interview or whatever, and they were like, Uh You know, they have all these locales in the show, like the house, the bus stop, the, the, the elementary school, the mayor, the city hall, all that stuff. Like, these are real locales in the in the show, but they never actually thought about where they are in relation to each other. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for this game, we got our first official map of South Park and where things are. That's awesome. In relation to each other. Yeah. And I'm guessing it's canon, and it's probably something that they were able to potentially use in the show probably. in the future. Yeah, probably. If they wanted to. Um, yeah, so since you mentioned it, yeah, Matt Stone and Trey Parker, creators of South Park, they are very heavily involved in this. They did all the voices, or not all, the, but the majority of the voices in the game, just like they do in the show. Um, you also had Mona Marshall and April Stewart uh, each voiced a bunch of the female characters as well. Uh, and there's other people that voice specific uh, characters, but yeah, between the between these four people, they voice like 100 characters in the game. It's insane. Um and then the this game did not really have any uh, developers that worked on a lot of other stuff outside of South Park or uh, the Obsidian uh, games themselves. Uh, so you had a lot of people that worked on this that worked on the sequel, The Fractured Butthole, as well. Uh, they had some other South Park games, too, that were like released on mobile and other platforms that uh, the, the Steam was involved with as well. Um, and they also worked on, uh, with the exception of like the kind of the South Park uh, cast, you know, specifically, but a lot of the devs uh, continued at Obsidian and went on to work in other games that Obsidian has made since. Um, so that's it for kind of like uh, game facts today. Louis, do you want to end it with uh, or, or uh, rating? Yeah, I'm going to give this game a good shit. Um, yeah. And we're in agreement yet again. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not like up there like nines or tens or whatever, but it's definitely a, more than a seven, I would say. Um, so yeah, somewhere in that category, it's where, probably where it lands. Um, like I said, I think you know there are stuff that like you know we can nitpick or whatever that we have, we like gripes with or whatever, but like I think for for me like the game was fun, the game was funny, the game made me like you know. Uh, smile ear ear to ear kind of stuff like i was you know definitely like shocked and stuff i like we both had that jaw drop moment yeah. and stuff like that and there's just... there's a lot of shock value yeah. in this game. i feel like they do a lot of like shock value humor uh but for some reason that just worked for me like that worked best than the like i, I feel it's like they play with like different there's there's a lot of bodily humor but then there's also some like like teenage kind of humor as well and 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 a lot of that was not hitting with me but once like i feel like 
once at one point there's the switch where like it goes full on like shock value <laughs> shock value humor and for some reason that's when i kind of liked it the most just because i i just couldn't believe what i was seeing and i i, I like uh i like media that makes me feel things <laughs> even if the feeling is just like the the feeling of surprise or just disbelief that uh, they got away with doing what they did with this game. <laughs> I love honestly. that the game, like, and the, your, your character doesn't speak the entire time, and they even, like, ask you to talk, and you don't say anything. Oh, yes. I love that his final, finally at the end of the, at the end of the game, he finally talks, and he says, screw you guys, I'm going home, or whatever. Like, that was perfect. <laughs> that was, like, chef's kiss there. I know. Great shit. Great shit. Um, Alright, so we both agree on that. Oh, uh, and one last so thing. This... Um, let's give a spoiler, but... Is this game gonna make the Ready Press Play list of best games of all time? I don't know. I'm gonna have. I feel like I I'm too fresh, having just beat it last night, and I'm gonna have to like sit on it for a little bit to see. I mean, if you bring it, I'm not gonna you know cut you. If you bring it on, I'm not gonna cut you off on anything or anything. But I don't. I think it'll make. I don't it, but I'm not yet, gonna. I'm not I gonna would. put it in uh, like next next episode or anything like that. Uh, but it's yeah. at least it's in the in contention. It's in the pool. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's in contention for, like, the more, like, bottom kind of part of the list. Um, obviously not because it's bad in any way. Otherwise, it wouldn't even go to the list to begin with, right? Right, right. Um, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm really curious about the sequel as well. I feel like what I need to do between now and the next and, the, and, and when we eventually play the sequel, because I definitely don't want to do it right away. Um, you know, let's do some other games. Let's give it a few months. Um, but I want to... I want to watch South Park. <laughs> I want to actually <laughs> okay. sit down and watch more South Park so that I can maybe catch more of the references that otherwise uh, I miss. Well, they do superheroes in the in the sequel, and they do have a whole superhero saga um, in the show mm-hmm. uh, where um, uh, they they did some serialized storytelling, or uh, you know, where they have like three parters or four parters or whatever, and there was a whole like stretch where they did they were playing superheroes and it was a multi-part saga that you had to like tune in every week to see the conclusion or whatever so i think mm-hmm. that that's kind of like necessary watching before playing the game in my opinion but yeah yeah okay sounds good um all right uh, i think it's time to end thank you so much for joining us for another episode of one game at a time don't forget to subscribe give us a nice review and tell your friends about the show you can find the podcast at ready press play on twitter I'm on Twitter at PowerUpDan and Lewis. At Chocolaka88. That's right. See you next time. Bye-bye. Peace.